Welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, a coach for conscious, creative, and unconventional entrepreneurs. In this space, we'll explore solutions to move through the blocks that can often keep us away from living our most creative life. You'll also hear stories from inspiring people just like you and how they were able to redesign their life and their business mindfully. I've created this podcast because we need more conscious leaders like you. Together, we'll help you unlearn old programming, ground into your truth, and take action confidently on what truly makes a difference. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's dive right into this episode. Hi, and welcome to the last episode of season two. I know in the previous one I said that this would be the first one of season three, but I changed my mind. (laughs) I wanted to add one more episode in this season because in the next one, I have a very specific theme. Um, And you've been quite a few on Instagram to ask me about how I design my business the way I do and how I design my schedule around who I am. And so I just wanted to record this episode for you today. Uh, I'm going to bring you behind the scenes of my business. I'm going to show you how I schedule my time, how I go about creating content, how I set the right boundaries for me. And a friendly disclaimer before we get into this, this is not me telling you what you should be doing. This is really me sharing my way of doing business because I want to inspire you to find your own. I want to give you some ideas and I want to give you the permission to do whatever feels right for you because you are the conscious creator you get to choose and chances are if you're on this path with me it's because the traditional one didn't really make sense for you and you maybe needed a bit more flexibility and freedom and so I think this is a great place to practice this so as usual as you listen to the episode Uh, Some questions you can choose to keep in mind to help you find more alignment between how you run your business and who you are. Uh, My questions for you are, do you find yourself facing a lot of resistance when it comes to creating or taking action? Another question for you, do you find yourself trying to follow new routines and new schedules every month, but you're not really able to find something that sticks? And finally, Do you sometimes judge yourself for not being able to manage your business the way other people do? So this is an invitation to be curious. So just observe what comes up for you. Um, And I'm just going to bring you behind the scenes of my business and how I manage it. And I'm not going to lie, it feels a bit weird. This is not something I would do usually. I'm pretty private. But I also know that it's the only way you can understand Uh, the choices I make and the reason why I make those choices and you can translate it in your own business to understand how to design your business around you. And so there are many things I want to cover today. It might end up being a longer episode. It might end up being two. We'll see how that goes. Um, But maybe a good place to start is knowing more about me. So my values, what's important for me, um, some facts about my identity. Just because honestly, that should also be your starting point to design your business around you. Um, 
every choice I make in my business is based on that. I make sure that what I do is aligned with what I believe in. And that's also how I think you can find more alignment and more flow in your business. So like I said, I'm just going to walk you through a few things about me so we can keep those in mind as I explain how I design my schedule in my business. Um, So if we start by my values, so the first one that comes to mind for sure is creativity. It's a very, very important one for me. And it's actually going to be the main topic of season three. And I'm very, very excited about that season. Um, So creativity takes a lot of space in my life. It's a very important one. I would say freedom is also very, very important. Flexibility, um, curiosity for sure. I love exploring new things and learning new things. Um, So I would say those are the main ones that I can see have a direct impact on the choices I make in my business. If we take a look at my identity or personality, I'm a Taurus Sun, Scorpio Moon, Gemini Rising. My North Node is in Pisces, which is actually very huge in the mission I have in this business. I'm an INFJ, Manifesting Generator, and an Enneagram 4 with a wing 5. So if you know these tools, you might already know who I am. Uh, But if we want to keep this short and simple, I would say um, I'm very sensitive for sure. I'm sensitive to energies, to people, to sounds and smells and pretty much everything. I'm extremely introverted, so I need a lot of time alone to recharge. I am creative and I have a very vivid imagination. I get bored very easily. Um, I daydream a lot. I love to learn new things and I love to do a bunch of different things at once. Something important as well is that I have anxiety issues. I'm not sure I've shared that before in the podcast, but it's an important one to keep in mind um, when it comes to designing my business. And if you combine all of these different things about me, you can understand why managing my energy and creating a lot of space become very important. I need to make sure that I manage my energy very well. I need to make sure that I have a lot of space for creative projects and learning new things and traveling as well. Usually takes a lot of time in my year. Um, I need to find time to work out and uh, just move the energy that I can easily absorb as a sensitive person. I need to set clear boundaries. Um, So again, space is very important. I need space to create. I need space to learn. I need space to explore and to recharge. And again, this sounds a bit random. We'll get to a point in a few minutes Uh, But I think that's pretty much the only way you can understand why I run my business the way I do and also translate it in how you should run yours. So I cannot run my business like other entrepreneurs or other coaches. And I guess something I just want to say very quickly is I'm not saying that because I'm sensitive and because I'm introverted and because I'm creative And because I have an anxiety disorder, I cannot succeed as well as other people. That's 
really not what I'm saying. It's more because that's who I am, I'm going to find another way to make it work. Because if I approach my business the same way other people or other coaches do, I will fail. I will not respect my nature. I will create a lot of resistance and I will burn out. And these are not limits about myself. These are just facts. So I think it's just really about finding the right solutions to make it work for you. And also to see those facts about you as a gift. It's helping you open doors that other people cannot open. And I think you can find a lot of power in what you thought was a limit about you when you really decide to accept it and respect it. So let's take a few examples now to make it a bit more concrete uh, so you can see the link between what I just shared about me and who I am and how I run my business. So for example, I'm not going to choose to run a group program. It's a strategic way to grow your coaching practice. It would bring more revenue, sure, but it really doesn't align with my nature. It's not going to be fun for me as an introvert. It's going to take a lot of my energy. It's going to take a lot of space and I need it for the things I want in my life. For example, art and travel and supporting the clients the way I do right now. Um, I'm also not going to choose to show up on social media every day on video. I'm not going to choose to support 20 private clients at once. I mean, I could choose to. I have the time, but not at the expense of respecting who I am and how I want to lead my life and how I want to run my business. And so a very valuable question you might want to ask yourself when uh, you want to grow your business and maybe you are considering a tactic or a strategy is what else also needs to be true? So while I'm growing, what is also essential? And I've heard this question on another podcast. It's called um, Better Than Big and I loved it. Um, for me, growth cannot happen at the expense of feeling aligned with the strategy. It cannot happen at the expense of losing my creative time. It cannot happen at the expense of risking not being able to support my clients at the same level. It cannot happen at the risk of burning out. I'm just not interested. And it's not that I cannot do it. It's that I choose not to do it. Shifting to I choose not to has made a huge difference for me because if I'm being honest, I don't really want to be hosting a group program. I'm someone who loves deep, meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversations. I love coaching. I love, love, love coaching my clients and I'm just not an entertainer. So I don't think I would really enjoy a group environment. Um, and as I say that, I'm soon going to be hosting a co-creating session, but this is very, very different. We're just going to meet in an intimate group to work on our creative projects and just keep each other accountable. So this is going to be very fun. Uh, it's going to be at the end of February and you can uh, learn more on my Instagram because I'm not quite sure when that's going to be yet. Um, but teaching in a group environment or coaching a large group and 
stepping into the role of like an entertainer is not something I'm interested in. Um, I don't want to be on social media every day because, well, I don't enjoy it and I love being offline. Um, again, same thing. I don't really want to be supporting a lot of people at once um, because I actually enjoy supporting a few people very, very, very well. Um, and these are not roadblocks. This is just me knowing myself. This is just me standing in my truth and being curious about other ways I could grow my practice. And I say that often, but there's no one way of doing things. When you finally accept yourself, solutions come to you. And just a side note on introversion, because I've been asked this question before, why are you running a coaching business and coaching people if you hate people? I do not hate people. I love people. People fascinate me. But as an introvert, I just need a ridiculous amount of time alone. Otherwise, I'm just not feeling like myself. And I just need to go into my inner world and spend time with my thoughts and my books and my art and just not talk. Uh, People don't exhaust me, but not having time alone exhausts me. So that's the difference here. Um, So all of that to say, these are just some things to keep in mind um, when I'm going to share how I design my business. And these are also things you should be curious about for yourself. Um, So I'm going to share about three things. I'm going to share about my schedule, about how I um, create my content and about my boundaries, because those are usually the main things I'm asked about when it comes to designing my business. So starting with my schedule, and it's going to sound a bit unconventional just because I don't coach every day and I don't even coach every week. Um, My schedule is open on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11, 1, and 3, one week on and one week off. So I'm still supporting my clients uh, in between sessions for sure. But every month, I block two weeks where I don't have any coaching sessions. And this just gives me a lot of space to, well, one spend time alone in my bubble, but also focus on my own growth, uh, either business growth or personal growth. And again, I am designing my schedule around me. I'm really respecting who I am. And I know that if I coach every day or if I have coaching sessions every week, it's a struggle for me to find the focus that I need to work on my own growth. And it's not giving me enough time and space to work on other projects in my life. So when it came time to design my schedule and understand how many clients I could support, um, I just asked myself, what would my schedule look like if I were to prioritize my life first? And for me, that meant coaching every other week on two specific days and at three specific times. And as you can understand, I'm working with six clients for my long-term coaching partnership. Could I work with more clients? Yes, I have the space to, but I choose not to. And this is also a boundary that I've set in my business, the specific days and times. And of course, I'm flexible if for some reason, for someone it doesn't work a certain week, 
but my default mode is this and it just allows me to find a certain focus in my weeks. So on the weeks that I'm coaching, I prepare my sessions on the Monday. I usually spend my Wednesday on education, so refining my skills as a coach or adding more modalities in my toolkit. And on Friday, it's a creative project. And on the weeks that I'm not coaching my one-to-one clients with calls, like I said, I'm supporting them in between sessions, but I don't have any calls. My schedule is open on the Monday for my focus and flow workshops. And I take the rest of the week for CEO work. So maybe I do content creation, maybe uh, it's working on a partnership, maybe I take on some interviews for a podcast, for example, um, or strategic work or a growth strategy, or maybe I just need a bit more rest. Uh, so I have the option. I've designed my schedule to have this flexibility. And again, flexibility, if you can remember one of my values, uh, so you can see how this plays a role in the way I run my business. Um, So it's very flexible. I could choose to promote my focus and flow workshop and open my schedule on more days than only the Monday. Um, And that's also why the service is here and why I've decided to create it. It's affordable and efficient for you, but it's also very flexible for me to increase my income easily based on the energy that I have on that week. So that's what it looks like on a monthly and weekly basis. If we look at my days, so on the days that I do work, uh, it's usually between 11 and 4, so I move slowly through the morning. I'm mostly offline. I journal, I read, I work out. And I go about my day and then at four, I start wrapping up slowly. So I check in with my clients. I create a to-do list for the next day. I journal, I go for a walk with a podcast. Uh, So basically, as you can see, I create those two moments or those two rituals during the day to bookend my day and just help me create boundaries between my energy and the energy of my clients or between my work in my life. And speaking about work life and boundaries, it's been a huge challenge for me to not blend it to. Um, I was raised with both of my parents working from home. My mother had a business and my father's office was in the basement and they would work a lot. Uh, they wouldn't really take a break to eat during the day. On the weekends would be helping my mother with her business and honestly, until a few years ago, that was my model of the world. And it was also the same in advertising, actually. There was no line between work and life. I wouldn't really take a lunch break. Uh, I made myself available until very late at night to answer emails. I would come into the office on the weekends. So the reason why I'm good at it now is because I've had to learn it. I've created some tricks to help me with that. And I think it can be very exhausting to only rely on discipline. So you can be a bit creative with it and just trick your brain, if you will. For example, you could choose to listen to a specific kind of music or a specific song even when you start or when you finish your day uh, to just send a message to your brain. You could choose to only work at a specific place in your apartment or your house 
Um, you could close the door when your day is over. You could choose to take a shower and change your clothes. I do that for creative projects. I have a very specific artsy outfit. Uh, and when I create, I just become this other person and it helps me not get into work mode. Um, I'd love to know if you have any tips like that to share with us. Sometimes, like I said, it's not just about discipline, but it's also about creating rituals or just helping your brain and tricking your brain to create that boundary. So going back to my schedule, as you can see, part of it is very structured. So one week on, one week off, specific days for coaching, Monday is for this, Wednesday for that. Um, but part of it is very flexible as well. So I create a container for myself to make sure things progress in the direction I want to bring them. But I also allow a lot of flexibility and a lot of space as to what happens during that time. Something else I want to bring up is that I also design my schedule not only around my values, but around my personal rhythms and the different cycles I go through in a day, in a week, in a month. So I would really invite you to start becoming very curious about that. And I actually created a new free resource in my library on the website to help you with that. So really designing your work week intuitively around your own pace. So I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. Uh, you can find it on the website at changeyourlatitude.co under resources and under the free library. The more you can observe and notice how you function, the easier it's going to be for you to find what works. And the idea is simply to create as little resistance as possible so you can bring more flow into your life and into your business. Because you don't force flow, you just let it be. And for things to flow, they just need space. So start becoming curious as to when you're productive during the day. What are the weeks during the month where you feel creative and other weeks where you feel uh, ready to take action and other where you just want to do nothing? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just human. I think the more you embrace those different cycles and rhythms, the more you're going to be able to find that flow in your business. For example, and I think that's something I shared before on the podcast, but because I track my cycle and because I track my mood during a month, I'm able to know that there's usually a few days during the month where I'm struggling to communicate. And that just helps me not to open a coaching session that day or not to schedule a podcast interview or to record an episode. I could do that, but it might take me twice the time or I might stumble on my words and feel confused between the three languages in my head. So I know that usually because I track it, I've been tracking it for a few months and even a few years, there's a pattern there and it helps me just go with the flow and embrace my own rhythms. So basically what I'm trying to say is that you can just make it easy on yourself. We're not robots. So we go through cycles where humans, they tend to be quite consistent across a day, a week or a month or even a year. So try to see how you can take action when taking action is easier. You can create when inspiration flows more effortlessly. Uh, you can reflect and plan when you feel a bit more introspective. 
You can communicate when you feel more sociable. So just be curious. And again, don't forget to download the resource that I've created for you. I think it's going to be very helpful. All right, now let's take a look at how I plan my content and how I go about creating it. Uh, just because it's a huge part of having an online business in 2021. And so, again, my personal process is really based on me. I'm not telling you this is the way you should be creating content. No, I'm really inviting you to be curious about what would work for you. And well, hopefully my example can clarify that for you. So if we go back to my nature and my values, I love going in depth. I love exploring things. And so that also gives me clues about how to approach content. I love creating long form content. I love exploring topics in depth. So creating a lot of small captions on Instagram is just not something that works for me. It's not something that uh, that helps me manage my energy. But again, it's not a limit. It's just about finding a way to make it work for you. So if I choose Instagram as a content platform in my business, I'm just not going to start by the small captions. I'm going to start from the long form content. It could be uh, re-listening to a podcast episode or uh, from a blog post or an email. And then I'm going to repurpose that content into snippets for Instagram. Because otherwise I'd be spending my days trying to create short captions and I wouldn't really be able to do that because I would like to, you know, fit five pages in that small little box. So I just allow myself to go in depth first, make it easy on me, and then I take parts of it to repurpose it on Instagram. Again, your identity and your nature and your values are not limits. You just have to find solutions around it. And the same way I plan my weeks around my rhythms, I also plan my content creation around when I'm usually inspired because honestly, I don't think you can really expect from yourself to have the same level of creativity and inspiration every day because the more you force it, the more resistance you create. Again, make it easy on you. For example, I'm not gonna, you know, plan to write a blog post or to record a podcast episode after a day of coaching or after a podcast interview because I know that I'm introverted and I need time alone after social interactions, for example, and I won't have the same energy. So when I know I need to create content for the business or maybe it's a, it's a course or a new product, I just ask myself, when would it make sense during this month or during this week? And because I track it, I know. And that's why I'm just inviting you to be curious about that. I also journal on a daily basis. And sometimes these journaling sessions help me uncover things that I want to share with you. Um, You know, creating content is really about creating connections and sharing something helpful with other people. And there's usually nothing more helpful than someone sharing their own lessons and their journey about, you know, something you want to create for yourself. So these journaling sessions can definitely be a way for me to uncover some topics that could be helpful for you as well. So just to recap on the topic of content, for me, it's really about understanding my creative flow during the month 
It's about planning a day to explore the topics that I want to share during a certain season. And then based on my energy level during the month and when communication is easier for me, I plan days to write blog posts or to record episodes. And based on that long form content, I use it to get inspired for emails and I take snippets for Instagram. So hopefully this can give you a few tips and tricks to approach your own content. Um, And lastly, I want to share more about my boundaries. I know a lot of us struggle with that, including myself. If you're all about creating, you know, value for your clients and helping others and being of service, and even more so if you're sensitive, setting and respecting boundaries can be tricky. So maybe you've never learned how to do it. Maybe you don't want to upset anyone. Maybe you're a high achiever and you cannot really understand where your limits are. I see you. Again, knowing yourself as much as you can will be the best way for you to understand which boundaries you need to set for yourself and for your business. And something I want to say is boundaries are not about rejecting others. They're really about honoring yourself. These are two completely different things. But if you're used to thinking about others a lot, giving a lot, it's normal that you might see boundaries as something about them and in some way rejecting them. So I would invite you to shift your perspective about that. Boundaries are really just agreements that you set with yourself for yourself to support you in welcoming the life that you want to create. A simple exercise that could be helpful for you is simply taking a notebook or maybe it's a Google document and creating a table with two columns. Um, In one of them, you can write what I do and who I am. And the other one could write what I don't do and who I'm not. So just being curious about what comes up for you, it might help you see what boundaries you need to create to avoid getting into the second column. So just ask yourself if you really do honor the version of you that you want to be. For example, being present is really important for me and being present in depth, not on the surface. So being really, really present with my partner, being really, really present with my clients, being really, really present with myself and my creative projects. So I created boundaries and agreements for myself for example that could be when I'm there I'm fully present and my mind is not elsewhere and that sets the tone to some boundaries I have to set for example I don't have access to internet before 9 a.m because it's a moment for me and same thing after 7 p.m because it's usually a moment when I spend time with my husband or a friend or maybe a creative project. I also have a one hour time limit on my phone for social media. So I don't end up being overwhelmed by social media. And that helps me be the present person I really want to be. So I hope this was helpful. It was a longer episode. I hope it can give you some tips as to how to approach your business more intuitively around you, around your personality and how you function. Like I said many times during this episode, I'm inviting you to see 
those facts about yourself not as limits to your growth or to what's possible for you, but simply as neutral things about yourself and being curious as to how you can make it work for you. There's always a solution. But if you try to reproduce what works for another person, maybe it's their schedule or their morning routine or their strategy, it might not work for you. Not because there's something wrong with you, but because there's something unaligned about the approach. And it might take a bit more time to find what works for you, but I can assure you that it's the only way you can make it sustainable. And if you'd love some support with that, it's something we can absolutely work on together in a focus and flow workshop to start creating a plan that works around you. There's also, like I said, a free library on my website where you'll find four guides to help you design your business with more intention. So the links will be in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful that you're here and I cannot wait to talk to you again in season three. Thank you for listening to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here and I would love to connect with you. You can find me at changeyourlatitude.co to learn more about my coaching partnerships and also book a free discovery call. That's also where you can sign up to join Letters to a Wildflower, my bi-weekly newsletter where I share business and mindset guidance and also journal prompts to help you navigate entrepreneurship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and with a friend that might need the conversation. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or a rating on any podcast platform. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people that might need this message. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon.